Good evening everyone. It's been a little while since I've spoken to you. So today I actually am going to read a book that I found. Um, ironically, it's a book about insomnia, so I don't know if it will help or hinder. And the lighting in here is not great, so forgive me if I do poorly. I decided not to start at the beginning of the book because I felt like it wasn't helpful. So, this chapter is called So You Think You're an Insomniac. And I'm starting on the paragraph with the subheading of How Long Should It Take Me to Wake Up? For most people, waking up is not an issue. The alarm clock goes off and even if they feel and look like zombies, they get up and go. Experimental studies have shown though, that it takes around 20 minutes to shake off sleep in the morning. This is called sleep inertia, and performance is affected during this time. If you always find it difficult to wake up, and you find that you always have difficulty going to bed and getting to sleep, then you might be suffering from a biological clock disorder called delayed sleep phase syndrome. How often should I dream? Provided the dreams are not nightmares and do not leave you drained, the maximum person can dream depends on the amount of time spent in REM sleep. The ultradian cycle determines the timing of the dreams, so dreams could be expected every 90 minutes. What is not clear is who recalls their dreams. If a person has woken up in a sleep laboratory or a sleep disorder center in the REM stage and asked what is going on in his or her mind, the sleeper is invariably dreaming. Awareness probably continues beyond the point marked sleep in the illustration on page 14. So how lightly you sleep is important. Also, the length of time between a dream finishing and waking will contribute to the chances of recalling a dream. Factors affecting sleep. Hereditary has a major effect on sleep depth and duration. Also learned factors, both what your parents grandparents, nanny or babysitter did to you when you were a baby and a youngster, and what habits you have picked up over the years. Environmental factors, bed, bedroom, latitude, season, and personal factors, good or poor health, menstrual cycle, menopause, age, and so on, all contribute to your sleep. A vital feature of this book is the use of the sleep awake ruler explained in detail in the next chapter. Using it is the first step to logging what you are doing and what your sleep is doing. Most changes in sleep take time. Some of the changes can be progressive, like those associated with growing old. Others can be faster. Changes within the seasons, the month, a week or days. Some of the changes occur within one night. In order to understand and appreciate these changes yourself, you need to measure what is happening. Your memory is not good enough. Sleep affects memory, so you need to write down what is happening to you in some form of diary. The sleep awake ruler is one way of doing this. A 28 day blank diary with rulers is provided in chapter five. So there's a diagram on the previous page titled factors affecting sleep. A wide variety of factors can affect your sleep some of which you may not even be aware of. 
inherited factors, long versus short sleepers, and depth of sleep. I did actually not know that there was any inherited factors. That's interesting. That makes sense. Early learning. Time you went to bed. Continuity. Wake up time. Sleep position. Awoken by environmental factors. Association of melatonin with sleep. Sharing a bed or sleeping alone. Family. Bed partner, children or family members. Habits. Diet, drugs, exercise, smoking, alcohol, caffeine and bedtime routines. Social. Work, shift work, peer demand. Personal health. Hormone status, age, weight, illness, medical history. Environmental factors. Latitude, bedroom factors, temperature, humidity, noise, and bed surface. Interesting about the latitude. I might do some extra looking into that. So the next chapter is how to measure sleep. Also, they've got these cute little diagrams at the top of the page next to the chapters of little black and white sheep. Like jumping, it's very cute. Over the years, I have measured sleep in various ways, using electro electroencephalography EEG machines, which measure brain activity using electrodes glued to the scalp. I've had that done, it's not very comfy. In laboratory settings, portable EEGs, actigraphy, various questionnaires, and subjective rating scales. For the past four years, I've been using a particular form of sleep log, which I've called the sleep-awake ruler. It allows patients a convenient and fast way to describe what has happened to them during the night. The ruler is divided up into 12-hour lengths. This is because displaying 24 hours on one ruler on one piece of paper is difficult, and the print may be too small for an elderly person to read. One ruler is for measuring, recording, and displaying sleep during the night, and the other one is for the day. The rulers are based on the 24-hour clock. So 1pm becomes 1300, 10pm becomes 22, and so on. The night ruler starts at 2100 and finishes at 9am, while the day ruler starts at 9 and finishes at 2100. In order to record significant sleep events, we need to use some symbols. These are shown in the sleep key on page 24. The first ruler shows what could be described as a normal night's sleep. The sleeper goes to bed around 22.45 and within a few minutes tries to go to sleep. Falls asleep quickly, again within a few minutes. Sleeps for around seven and a half hours. Wakes up, stays in bed for a few minutes. Decides not to return to sleep and gets up. What a dream. The second ruler also shows a completed sleep ruler, but for someone who's having great difficulties with sleep. The sleeper goes to bed around 2300, but did not try to sleep until 2300. He then takes nearly an hour to fall asleep, but wakes again after about one and a half hours. Half an hour later, he manages to get back to sleep, both of us are restless and disturbed sleep. Eventually, the sleeper settles down, but wakes up earlier than he had hoped. 
He stays in bed for another hour before getting up trying to sleep, but remains in bed anyway before getting up an hour later. By the end of this book, you'll understand many of the reasons why this person's sleep is so disturbed. Finally, the sleep rulers need to have additional notes to try to assess what factors are disturbing sleep. A few are listed on the right. Those are children, dreaming, toilet, snoring partners, restless partners, partners who have other ideas than sleep, room temperature, uncomfortable bed or bedclothes, noisy pets, thinking and worries. Now that rulers have been introduced, they can be used to increase the precision of my description of sleep-awake mechanisms. The sleep onset diagram shows what happens to someone who takes a while to go to sleep. The sleeper goes to bed at a time when the awake system is beginning to run down. Most people, as the evening progresses, start routines that begin to relax and prepare them for the night's sleep. Coupled with this, and the connection is not clear. Circadian clock activity is also optimised to allow sleep to take place. An index of this is core body temperature. It has been found that most people go to sleep in the evening when this is decreasing in the, and it usually peaks in the early evening. Core temperature runs on a 24-hour cycle. With the peak occurring early in the evening and through taking place early morning around dawn, there's more happening than is shown in this sleep onset illustration. In the hours of darkness, melatonin is secreted from the pineal gland. Many other hormones secrete more or less during or prior to sleep. Prolactin, testosterone, and thyroid stimulating hormone. In fact, so many of the body's physiological systems are changing that it's surprising how many people can fall asleep quickly and easily. If you've not already started to wonder at how complicated sleep can be, doesn't get any easier once you are asleep. Sleep is not continuous. You don't you do not simply switch off, stay switched off, and then wake up. In adults, a 90-minute rhythm punctuates sleep. This rhythm seems to be dependent on brain size. Animals with small brains have a faster rhythm. For example, mice are at about 15 minutes, where animals with large brains have a slower rhythm. Elephants at 100 minutes. Baby's rhythm is around 60 minutes. As the brain matures and enlarges, the rhythm slows to the adult 90 minutes. This rhythm is called ultradian rhythm because it is shorter than the 24-hour circadian rhythm. So there is a key, which is used for the ruler and a diary. And the sleep key is a downward arrow which indicates going to sleep with the intention to sleep. Then there's a left bracket. Start, start trying to sleep. Then there's a left arrow for going to sleep. Then there's a horizontal line, which is tranquil and quiet sleep. Then there's an upward arrow, which is getting up. Then there's a right bracket, which is stop trying to sleep. Then there's a right arrow, which is waking up. And then there's a squiggly line, which is broken, wakeful sleep. See, I don't understand how people are supposed to be aware of the times that they're doing that without actually keeping themselves awake. Like, 
if you if you start trying to sleep and then you're like oh i'm falling asleep now i should have a look at the clock so i can write this in my sleep diary that's just gonna wake you up again but anyway i digress then they've got a, a diagram for the stages of sleep there are five sleep stages shown below the graph shows the average duration of each stage while the EEGs show the brain activity with further muscle and eye activity shown for REM sleep. So we've got on the vertical axis is awake, restless and REM in one, two, three, four. And then on the horizontal axis is time in minutes ranging from zero to 350. So we've got awake, and then stage one is drowsiness, stage two is light sleep, stage three and four is slow wave or deep sleep, and stage five is REM, which is seems to be broken up into eyes, muscle, and EEG, which confuses me because I know a lot of people slip into REM very quickly and that, that is that supposed to be the end of the sleep cycle I don't quite understand that so we've got ultradian rhythm this is an important rhythm for those with sleep problems because it punctuates sleep with wakefulness it is not known as the REM REM cycle well it is known as the REM REM cycle ultradian rhythm because it is usually measured by Determining the time from the onset of one bout of REM to the next, or dreaming, does not just occur at the end of the night, but repeats itself. Usually the first REM period is quite short, 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, okay, well that answers my question. And it progressively lengthens during the night, so that is more than 45 minutes by the end. So I guess that explains why when you wake up in the morning, say, you know, an hour before your alarm goes off if you go back to sleep you're more likely to have dreams quicker because then that's restarting your REM cycle interesting always wanted to know that um let's see as sleep changes from light sleep to REM sleep there can be periods of wakefulness the diagram below uses the sleep ruler to illustrate someone who's continuously asleep for seven hours without apparent interruption. But the EEG would show interruptions to sleep. There might even be EEG wakefulness, but not long enough for either the sleeper to recall it or for the sleep to be suff or for the sleep to be sufficiently impaired to result in daytime sleepiness. As you get older the interruption becomes longer and you may become aware that you are awake. If there are problems that you are worried about and you start thinking about them may disrupt your sleep enough to prevent you from returning to sleep. For the elderly, medical conditions may also lighten sleep, so that these normal interruptions have an even, even greater impact on sleep. The function of this rhythm is completely unknown. When it was first noted in the early days of sleep research, the suggestion was that mammals needed to awaken occasionally to check their surroundings for predators. Nathaniel Kleitman, one of the most eminent researchers into sleep, advocated in the 1930s the existence of a basic rest activity cycle. All animals, not just mammals, have a rest activity cycle. 
There are various rhythms in adults that run roughly on a 70 to 90 minute cycle, such as respiration and digestive tract motility. There is some evidence that these rhythms also affect other mental functions. Snacking behaviour, for example, runs on a 90 minute cycle. There are numerous 24 hour rhythms that are controlled by the circadian or biological clock, including the body temperature curve. Peak temperature occurs early in the evening. Generally, you fall asleep more easily when your body temperature starts to go down. Lower body temperature occurs in the early hours of the morning, around 4am for many people. And this is the time when it is easiest to fall asleep. Body temperatures then rise until awakening. The body temperature rhythm and other cycles controlled by the biological clock are difficult, if not impossible, to control voluntarily. Difficulties with jet lag and shift work are probably caused by the clock running at an inappropriate rate, causing difficulties in sleeping. Growth hormone has a 24-hour cycle that is strongly related to sleep, so peak secretion takes place early in the morning. I think that will do for tonight. If you guys like this one, I can read more. If you find it a bit too stressful, let me know, and I will never read it again. I hope you all sleep well and have some sweet dreams.